Hey everybody, Craig from the University of Applied Research and Development, and this is part of our Veteran Stories Difference Makers, and I'm delighted to have Travis with us here from Oscar Mike Radio. Good morning, Travis. Or good afternoon in my world. Uh, doctor, thank you very much. You're really welcome, and um, I'm in Tuesday, so I can tell you the weather's going to be great for you. Oh, that is wonderful. That's good news. <laughs> it's great being a time traveler. Tell you. Hey, um, Travis, why don't you tell us about your motivation for getting into the military originally? Sure, absolutely. Um, I was parking cars for a car dealer and, you know, trying to go to school and decide that, you know, university and higher education, that was too hard. So I'm going to do something smart and join the Marine Corps, which should be easier, right? Right. And, um, you know, it, it was a really good way to jumpstart my life. I was a little stagnant for a while, but... I want to serve my country. I come, both my grandfathers served yeah. in World War II. Uh, mm. Strong appreciation for our military growing up and, you know, felt like that that would be a good idea for me to to serve and, you know, uh, be a part of that. Mm. Tell us about what you did, your role and in, in the time when you were serving, where you went, what you did. Sure, absolutely. Um, took my test and got placed into, you know, the Marine Corps has a scoring system. So I scored high enough to be in their aviation support, uh, military occupational specialties. And I got put into something called Hawk. And the, the funny thing was in boot camp and everything, no one really knew what Hawk was until I got to my uh, MCT school. And they said, Hey, you're going to go to Fort Bliss, Texas and work on a system that fires missiles, which if you look at this, logo right here this is a nice. simile of the missile that i fired so the hawk missile is a medium range surface to air missile so it fires about 40 to 60 miles away from targets and that's what i crewed i learned how to work on the radars and and put the missiles together and transport them and all that stuff and that's what i did wow wow and how long were you in the service four years four years four years and you did did you travel overseas i did not it was a really funny story uh you know, as I got into this MOS with Hawk, it was replaced by the U.S. Army's uh, upgraded system called Patriot. And so uh, mm. I never got to travel, but I, I got to travel in the U.S. Uh, we were stationed in Yuma, Arizona, so I got to go to Mexico a whole lot. And uh, we did a whole lot of stuff out in the desert. Yeah, but tell us some of the some of the things you did. Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the best part was 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 being on the scopes you worked through the, the launcher and the different radars to get to the scopes and sit there and we would practice target engagement with uh, aircraft from luke air force base in uh, the phoenix area miramar and el toro from you know california and then you know yuma has at the time it had the uh, harrier squadrons and the f-18 squadron so we were constantly practicing against you know, aircraft, uh, so they could learn how to do, you know, SAM evasion. We could, you know, learn how to shoot them down. That's what we did. And, and, and so we would take our radars and missiles out to the field and practice doing that. How amazing to be practicing against the best of the best. When we, when we got a kill, uh, the lieutenants and captains were extremely happy. Our, our lives got really easy and, you know, <laughs> If we didn't, we we would go back and learn how you know, what we did wrong, how we could improve. Mm -hmm. Was it the equipment? Was it the team? You know, everything 
came together to make the team work so we could accomplish the mission. There was no one person above the other. If one mm-hmm. person couldn't pull their data cable fast enough, we couldn't get the radars up to actually engage the aircraft. If if we didn't have water, I was telling people one time, we were out in the field in July in Yuma, and it's extremely hot there. It was so hot. This is a true story. We took tinfoil and cracked eggs in the tinfoil on our Humvees, and we had omelets. It was, it was just that hot. We were drinking wow. a gallon of water an hour to stay alive. So wow. just there's the old expression, right? For one of the nail, the shoe is lost. So every little piece comes together to to make this work for the team. And that was really instilled in us when we were we were doing this. Travis, it sounds like teamwork is really important, but also process improvement. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, there, there's a there's a process improvement for everything in the military. They will tell you how to fold your socks. They will tell you how to brush your teeth. They will tell you how to, you know, walk out of a building, right? And at first, for, for people watching this, because my family couldn't believe how much I had changed, but when you're in those high-stress, high-operational situations, hmm. you fall back on these process procedures, and you realize they're just rote. You, you understand what to do because you have followed the process procedure explicitly to the point. And sometimes it's like, what am I doing this for? But you know, when you're doing this and it absolutely has to matter and you realize you've done it the same way every time and everybody there knows everybody's job, that's how you have success. Mm. And so four years in the service and then you transitioned out. What did you do straight after leaving? Um, I rode my motorcycle from Yuma to Boston, uh, which was a pretty, pretty cool way to decompress from the military and see our, our, mm. our, our great nation. Uh, I'm a, I love being American. And uh, there's a lot of cool stuff I hadn't seen, even though I had lived in a couple different places. And then I got up here, started the true transition process of being a civilian. I had to get a job. I had to, you know, figure out what to do. There, there weren't any jobs for, you know, radar and missile technicians for, you know, in the civilian life. So how do you do that? Right. Um, bounced around a little bit and got with a program that taught you uh, computer skills for six months and, it was kind of a, a difficult thing because even though I could show that I'd worked on this high tech equipment, I didn't have a piece of paper saying I could take apart a, a, yeah. a computer and put that together. It was, well, I'm like, okay, fine. I got to do it. I'll, 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 I'll do it. And I started working and, um, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the industry and just so happens. I tell this story and I really love telling it. Um, a Naval submariner at my current employer where I'm at now, I've been here for a while needed somebody to do uh, computer work. And he's like, this guy, me, would be a good fit. And the hiring manager was like, well, I'm not really sure. He's he's from the Marine Corps. He doesn't really have a lot of the stuff that I want to see on a resume. And he's like, he's going to be fine. I, I want to take a chance on this guy. Awesome. And, 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 you know, because of that interaction, I, I got a chance to come and work for a very successful financial services firm that I've been at for almost 22 years. And, you know, I have started out working on PCs and now I do cybersecurity. Wow. That's fantastic. Can we just go back a little bit? Sure. You gathered all of these skills and competencies, but you didn't have the piece of paper that the civilian world recognizes to say, Travis knows how to do that. Do you think that's the case for case for many veterans? Yes, absolutely. A lot of us get out, um, you know, whether it's, you know, working on a truck, firing a machine gun, or even just 
you know, doing certain types of other jobs, hazmat or whatever, the, the, the challenge is making that skill and those unquantifiable, you know, competencies that you picked up over the course of your service translate to a civilian job rack. And so I can say versus when I got out versus now, there's a lot more programs and a lot more companies here that understand that they're like CVS and Home Depot and a couple other big names have, you know, organizations within their company to help veterans transition to their workforce because they realize the advantages that we bring as an employee to a firm. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. And so you've launched Oscar Mike Radio. You're over 200 episodes as far as I can see. Uh, looked at a really and watched um, this morning a really interesting one with the Irish Angel Amanda Coleman. Tell us about um, the motivation behind starting Oscar Mike Radio. Sure, thank you. Um, so I started Oscar Mike Radio in 2016. Um, at that time in my life, I was I was in a really dark place in my life. Uh, a lot had gone wrong, um, you know. And, and the thing was, I didn't really make the choices that got me to that point. I was just dealing with them. And I was trying to figure things out as I, I transitioned to a different part of my life. And I was feeling really down, sorry for myself, honestly, doctor. And, you know, I had joined um, the Marine Corps League at the time and done a couple other things. And I realized talking to family members of veterans who had committed suicide and other veterans mm -hmm. who just seemed to have, you know, still living, but just lost hope that there was a why did this happen? You know, what's going on here that, that our community who has done all these amazing things gets to a point in their lives where we just lose hope and want to check out permanently. Yeah. And I didn't have a lot. I didn't, I didn't really know what I was doing at the time, but I want to do something. And, and I'm like, well, you know, I really enjoy, I've always enjoyed the radio. My first job was at a radio station, uh, 90, 98 rocks in Shreveport, Louisiana. That's where I got got my first real taste of how the music business worked. And I've always liked the radio. My dad listened to Garrison Keillor and, you know, Rush Limbaugh and, you know, Howard Stern, all those people. And I'm like, I'll, I'll give that a shot. You know, I'll give that a try. And, you know, one day in, in 2016 in April, almost six years ago, I met this guy, Keith Hayes at Massasoit Community College's uh, Dale Dorman's Media Day. And they had a whole thing about podcasting. I'm like, I can do this. I don't know what I'm doing, but I can do this. And so I got myself together, took some time. And in July, uh, uh, I, I launched my first show. And what started happening, doctor, as I went through this, is I started getting a lot more out of the process, you know, creating something, putting myself out there. And I started coming out of my my, my shell and my, and my chasm that I was in. And being able to connect other people to resources that could help the people, that was really fulfilling. So that's a very condensed way of saying how it got, all got going. And so for people who are transitioning from the military, maybe they're going through a tough time, what would be some advice that you would give them as they move into civilian life to do that well? I would tell you, don't, don't be too hard on yourself. We, we've all gone through this. And then here's the second thing, you, you got you to gotta ask for help. That's hard. Even for me today, it's hard for me to do. It's hard for me to ask for help. But there are other veterans groups out there, veteran individuals, uh, veteran service organizations, and certain states in this country have dedicated, you know, officers that will help you through the transition process. 
network and collaborate with them, get to know them, understand what the process is, take your separations brief seriously and understand what resources are available to you. And the most basic thing, I kind of did part of this, but use your GI Bill. Now, the reason I'm saying that, Doctor, is, is in, in, in the, I don't know if you're aware of this, and if you are, I'll, I'll, I'll just stop me. But we have what's called the Montgomery GI Bill in this country, where if you contribute like 1200 bucks at the time when I was in, you get money to go to college. And a lot of us veterans never take advantage of those benefits at all, ever. Mm -hmm. You just sit there. And I did for college when I went to some, to some college after um, the Marine Corps. But a lot of veterans don't. And you're, so it would behoove you to get signed up and figure out how to use those benefits. And you'll be connected to other veterans trying to do the same thing. So I think it's, you know, be educated, be aware, ask for help, and network with other veterans. I love it. Great advice. And tell us about the, the picture you've got on your screen behind you. This is my original logo for Oscar Micrea. And there's a lot going on here, but it, it works for me. So the O and the M stands for Oscar Mike Radio. Uh, the fleur de lis, which is on, you know, my right there on the screen, kind of symbolizes where I joined the Marine Corps from, which is Louisiana. I, I really like what the fleur de lis stands for. And the centerpiece is the uh, the Maltese cross. If you understand what the each eight point stands for on the cross, it kind of aligns to, you know, how I want to, you know, live my life. Love it. That's a great motif. Thank you. Travis, thank you very much for your service. And thank you for uh, being with us and the work that you're doing also with Oscar Mike Radio and getting people's incredible advice and stories and wisdom and sharing that with the world. Really appreciate the work that you do now. Thank you. And I, I, I've enjoyed coming on here and talking with you, Doctor. Fantastic. And for those of you watching, whether you're watching on LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, or on YouTube, or any of our platforms that the recording will be on, if you want to reach out to Travis and Oscar Mike Radio, you can see the URL on the screen just below us moving along. And so thanks very much for being with us, everyone, on Veteran Stories Difference Makers. We'd love to see you again on the next episode.